Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. So here we are in the bottom of the ninth inning. Two outs and running first base. Mark Knutson, the tall right-hander, trying to nail this one down. He has thrown a gem to this point. Eight and two-thirds innings, giving up just three hits and looking for his fourth complete game for the speed and perhaps to secure his 15th victory. He's got a 3-1 to one lead here in the bottom of the ninth, but at the plate is the guy who has two of those hits, Manny Randawa. A single to center and a double to right so far. Knutson into his windup. Here's the pitch, and he throws a fastball right by Randawa for strike one. Randawa a bit tardy on that swing. Now we're ready for the next pitch. The windup, and here it comes. There's a swing and a long one. Into the gap in right center field, way back towards the wall. It's off the wall. Bichette can't get there. He's chasing it down, and out of nowhere comes Ellis Burke. He'll get to the ball first. The run's going to score. Randawa is around second. He's digging for three. Here comes the throw from Burks. It's going to be close. Here's the slide. It's it's the park-adjusted Rockies podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Mark Knudsen and Manny Randawa. This week, we begin checking in with those folks who cover the Colorado Rockies the closest, starting with the one and only Thomas Harding from MLB.com, who joins us from the winter meetings in San Diego. The World Cup, Dion. Range Rovers, Jim Tracy, Barry Manilow, and oh yeah, some Cody Bellinger whispers too. It all goes a little bit off the rails, but you'll want to hear all of it. Stay with us. It's the Park Adjusted Rockies podcast, and we're back right after this. For the best selection of autographs and memorabilia from your favorite sports stars past and present, look no further than denverautographs.com. Find what you're after on the web or at either of their two Metro Denver locations, Colorado Mills Mall and Flatirons Mall, Broncos, Rockies, Avs, Nuggets, and much more. It's all at denverautographs.com. The place to catch all the big game action is at Stoney's Bar and Grill, now with four great locations, including Winter Park and the original at 11th and Lincoln. Great food, great service, and unrivaled game day atmosphere. There's no better place to watch your favorite teams in action. To find out more, check out stoneysbarandgrill.com. Hey, Manny, uh, I'm kind of sick of all this Dion stuff. I don't want to hear that I was going to ask Thomas, I was gonna ask Thomas our, our distinguished no, no, guest no, today, no. Thomas Harding, whether he's at the winter meetings. And uh, yes, he is. I was going to ask him if he had heard anything about Dion playing center field for the Colorado Rockies well, in 2022. You know, you guys, hey, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm going to interrupt here because the same holds true for all of us. The longer you've been retired, the better you were uh, in most <laughs> cases. Not necessarily in Dale Murphy's case, but in, in a lot of other cases. Deion Sanders was not a good baseball player, guys. He wasn't. He was not a good baseball player. He was, all right, for like, he was all right for like a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 92. I was there. 93. I lived it. He was not a good baseball player. So uh, enough of that. Let's talk winter meetings. Let's talk Colorado Rockies. Thomas Harding is at the winter meetings. He's clean. He's refreshed. He's ready to go. He's got a big grin on his face. Thomas, how you doing? I feel good. I feel clean. I've got a Christmas poinsettia behind me in the hotel lobby, which is kind of cool. But, you're going yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna right. to sing some carols for us? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, how, how about the Rockies? Mostly going to open. Oh, never mind. I can see that in July. Yes. I, I can see that in July. Yeah. Think that in July when everything's falling apart. It's all falling apart. apart. <laughs> Thomas, you getting to watch any World Cup? Oh, I, what did you I do that for, Mark? Just because he, until... I want to hear an impression. I want to hear a soccer announcer I impression. I watched it all until today. Yes, I watched it all until today. It's all falling apart. The United States of America crumbled, crumbled. <laughs> <laughs> that right there is worth it. Hey, Thomas, uh, not a a lot, a lot going on in the winter meetings. Not a lot concerning the Rockies. Uh, we did hear that Carlos Estevez is signed as expected. So 
elsewhere. He's going to be with the California Angels. Um, some good news on the artist formerly uh, known as the California Angels. Let's be yes, I'm sorry, accurate I, here. I, I'm showing my age. Age. I'm sorry. Uh, some good news on perhaps on Chris Bryant. And actually, I've talked to Lucas Gilbert this week, and I know he's getting ready to come back. So um, some things are positive. Yes, they are. I mean, but you look at this team, and we're here at the winter meetings where you're supposed to show up at a hotel somewhere. Um, here in San Diego, it's beautiful. Sometimes in Nashville, you're in a hotel with a fake rainforest. So you hear this weird event well before Christmas. You buy everything you need for your team, and you go on and promote it. That's not going to happen here with the Rockies. I'm going to. I'm telling you that now. It's probably not a surprise to you. Not earth shattering um, information. Not but... earth shattering. They've got. They've got three significant holes to fill. They've got to fill center field. They've got to obviously come up with a late inning reliever. And sometimes those guys come out of nowhere. So if they don't get one, who knows? And they've got to improve the starting pitching, and that's very hard to do because it's very hard to trade for those guys. But to kind of and all the speculation now for the Rockies to have a surprise in 2023. A lot of guys who didn't have good years or got hurt, Chris Bryant, yep. they're going to have to perform better than they did in, than they did last year. Some of the snippets of what they've done show that it's possible. But for the Rockies to be better, the guys that they had last year going 68 and 94, a lot of those guys have to simply be better. That's that's what's yeah and and, and that's got to be and that's it's more than and it's it's very much more than just chris bryant chris bryant's not a 68 94 what is that 70 24 26 chris bryant is not a 26 war player so uh, well, you're gonna have you to, you're gonna at, have to figure yeah. out and you're gonna have to figure out how to get some more production from some of these, these other guys some of the children perhaps right. well some of the children also you you look at oh, over the course of the year the quality of contact from ryan mcmahon how can he turn that into actual production? You look at Randall Gritchick. How can he get the ball in the air? He's done that before. You look at um, C.J. Crone. Very good first half. Not a very good second half at yeah. all. You look well, at that might not may very Brent. well have to do with his hand, right? Yep. Yeah, exactly. You look at Brendan Rodgers. I mean, horrible April. Most of the season pretty good. Kind of a slow finish until the final week. So guys like that are going to have to perform better over the course of a full season. Charlie Blackman, who evidently played, as Bud Black was saying today, played with a knee injury probably a little longer than we thought. I know he ended the season early and had surgery on that. All those things, they have to do better. But um, they, they're not overhaul they're not looking at 68-94 and overhauling the roster. Some teams may do that. It tends not to happen around here. And you look at, and, and, and you look at where they are payroll-wise, it probably was not going to happen. Let's play a quick game here. Opening day, who's a center fielder? And tell us whether the name starts with a C in the first name and a B in the last name. I think that if Cody Bellinger doesn't sign before the end of the uh, winter meetings, the, or, or should I say every day that he hasn't signed, the Rockies' chances improve here because right now Scott, Scott Boris is putting out, hey, you know, there are a lot of teams that are wanting to sign him for a long period of time and he's trying to drive up the price or at least he's trying to get somebody to bite big and start some bidding but if um if it goes as i expect what everybody who's going after cody bellinger will probably say hey you know let let's get him on a one-year deal let's get him on a one and an option and see if he reestablishes his value if that holds up throughout the industry then i think the rocky's chances increase there 
if someone wants to jump and say, you know, Cody Bellinger, he's worth a four-year deal, then four the Rockies years. will not be getting. Yeah, or, or something no, no, like that. Maybe the even Rockies two or three. Yeah, it was such a strange drop, such a sudden strange fall from grace for this guy. I believe Boris on this one. I believe Boris on this one. That was just a shoulder. I mean, he dislocated that thing, popped that thing in and out. He had he had been popping that thing in and out before the the infamous Bash Brother thing in the World Series. So I mean, I if that I I kind of believe him because I mean that's a really really like you said, Mark, precipitous drop. But if but if it but if that's true, is that fixed? I mean, that's a, that's a question, yeah, right? You know, because it obviously wasn't fixed at the end of last season. Well, I, I look at a number of football players, and that's more of a football type injury where if you have dislocation of your shoulder, it tends to happen, happen, and happen over and over. And, yep. happen. And, and this is not a good sport. Tatis had the same thing. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Same thing with Tatis. Yeah. yeah. That kind of, that's uh, that's, that's kind story. of. But I mean, is he worth a gamble, Thomas? Is he worth a couple years, like Manny said, or an option year? I mean, if you're the Rockies, you're waiting for Zach Veen to develop. It, it, you know, and Cody Bellinger's not old by any means. Right. I, and he plays I good defense. That, and he plays good defense. Well, tremendous I, defense. I think it's one, it's one of those situations where it could be a win-win. There have been a number of players who've come to Colorado, taken advantage of the park, and reestablished their value, and then gone back out on the market. And I think the, the Rockies do have the prospects behind them now. The reason why I say one in an option, because probably they're going to offer one year and he's going to say, hey, I want a little bit more. The guy in center field to me is Benny Montgomery. Zach Veen is a point. Zach Veen will probably take right field at some point. But if you look at Benny Montgomery, young high school kid who he got healthy last year and what and, and what he did, granted, was a low minor level, but also he's 20 years old. That was outstanding. He's the center fielder of their future. So it may take a couple of years. I don't expect Benny Montgomery to make a debut until the 2024 season and be a candidate for the for the roster and regular duty until 2025. It's just the perfect situation for someone like him or an Andrew Benintendi to come in. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I like Benintendi. I mean, he's not a power guy, but he makes a lot of contact. He's 300 last year. He was an all-star right. last season. He, he makes a lot of sense, too, although he's not even listed as a center fielder. He's listed as a left fielder, right, in the free agent track. Yeah, th- th- yeah th- that is part of the problem is that you'd have to do something like um, maybe go with uh, go with the Randall Gritchick in center mm-hmm. or have a rotating outfield where Gritchick would bat some – would do some dh and so would Charlie Blackman. And also, when they're when they're not on the field, you have Jonathan Daza, who had a good year for them yeah. on the field. I think there's we, we talked to Spilly. We talked to Spilly a couple of weeks ago, and and he likes to put a guy in center field. Just a young guy doesn't care if he hits. Old fashioned look, right? You just put play defense in center field. A young guy got a lot of doesn't have much mileage on his legs. Can go get it and you bat him ninth, and you just live with it. Daza would seem to fit that mold. Well, that would be nice if you had a a leadoff hitter and b you didn't also have an issue where you don't know what you're going to get from your catchers. Elias Diaz, very good. Uh, The the previous year, last year, not a good year at all. So I think that's a bit risky. I mean, yeah, that's an old-fashioned approach there. I just don't know if the game can handle that right now. Well, let's, 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 let's cut a, let's cut a middle ground here. Why don't we, why don't we see what, what coach prime is up to in the spring oh, stop just stop you're driving me nuts just stop uh you know maybe hey, maybe way, but... you know he looked like he's in pretty good shape you know at his press conference i mean you know you bring him out you bring him out into center field at Coors field and, and see what he can do okay then i get to pitch to him well how about how about this what what you guys should do is good let's Lord. let's end the talk of baseball for coach prime but 
Each of you, as soon as we get off here, call up on YouTube. Must be the money. Do you remember his song? Oh, good Lord. You, I, I've you got to I'm, look at that video. I got We got. Uh, we got a whole off season to deal with this stuff. I don't want to hear about it anymore. <laughs> I, I, no, you know, a couple of times, this, Manny and I gentlemen, back and This is going to be um, a train wreck. I'm telling you, it's going to yeah. end up a train wreck. So I'll just. Are right. you carrying? What? Are you, you mean you talking about CU? Yes. Yes. It's not oh. going to go well. I do. I, I don't think that unless unless if CU gets in there and wants to keep this thing at arm's length like they have in the past, then yeah, it's going guys, to be a train wreck. Guys, if they you, let have, Deion Sanders coach football. The, the the way that I've seen him approach things, it could be very good. Have you been to Boulder, Thomas? I've been, Have to, you Boulder. been to Boulder. That, okay. Yes. You think that, that act's going to fly in Boulder? Do you think that if, right? hey, winning, cures winning cures everything, man? Winning cures every winning cures everything. You you know yeah, right. how all this all this talk about all these recruits coming. I mean, like yeah. if they start winning, um, I don't think anybody's going to care what his. If act they is. start winning, he'll be on the first plane to Florida State. So don't even go there. Well, if they start winning, he's gone. Know, he's long gone. To, to me, that's a win-win for them because it, it reestablished their program. It's like what Cody Bellinger is trying to do. <laughs> I mean, we're ready to circle right, right yeah. back to it. I mean, <laughs> oh, well, well, Cody Bellinger and Deion Sanders, I did not have that. We did it. We got it. We got it circled all together. We got we closed the loop on that. I mean, Cody Bellinger, out, Cody right? Bellinger, if Cody Bellinger comes here, you watch. Cody Bellinger, the over-under on how soon we get a Cody Bellinger, Deion Sanders photo op. At Coors Field, oh, <laughs> that would that would go down as one of the stranger photos in recent Rockies history. And that's right, saying a lot. I'm sure that's saying a lot. You know, let's return to reality here for a minute. Yeah. Thomas, you said something to me before the season ended last year that you thought they had to trade CJ Crone, and, and they obviously yes. have not done so. Do you still feel that way? Because I think you were right. I think I'm right about that. Here's the issue: is that as much as some of us who chatter about it look at Coors Field and look askance at the numbers. Is this real? The way that he dropped off after the hand injury, I think that it kind of cuts down on the teams that may be interested in him. I do know that one of the reasons they did not move him at the deadline last year was the interest completely tanked. I mean, there were no, I, I, from what we understand, right? There was no, there were no Range Rovers offered. Wow. No, no Range Rovers offered. And what happened was he, he injured his hand. And I think he injured his hand in July. And by the August 2nd trade deadline, they're like, you know, why would we bring him in when we're trying to win? You know, I mean, it's like if it's like it's like, look, if they're going to offer you Honda Civics, you know, old (laughs) used Honda Civics. I mean, I mean, you got you got to get the rain. I mean, I remember Buddy, Buddy Black was late to a, a, a scrum when I was covering for you one day. And it was the day after the whole Range Rover thing began. And that's never going to go away. That's going to be forever. And he said, I was late. We were doing some, uh, we were, we were talking about some, uh, some, uh, trade deadline stuff. And I'm like, any Range Rovers come up? That's what we need, Manny. We need Range Rovers. <laughs> we got to have Range Rovers. We can't be having these Honda Civics. And so, you know what? If they're not offering a Range Rover, what are you going to do? That's right. You have a story. That's a story you... on story, right? Yeah. Okay. What you do, you don't get the Range Rover, but, you know, a couple of days after the deadline, you get a, um, the Nelson Lamet. And I don't know exactly where <laughs> what he car is the Nelson Lamet. Yeah. What yeah. car is that? I mean, he had he had better be somewhat a Range Rover, although you know, I'm not really into big cars. I wouldn't mind a fast car though. I wouldn't mind him being a Jaguar, but you know, not a Range Rover. Eventually people are gonna start to try to figure out what you guys are talking about. <laughs> oh yeah, man, I'm no, I'm trying to figure it out myself. Uh, most I mean, of hey, I have no clue. 
Hey, hey, that that's half the time. I mean, if you if you just listen to one of our conversations, yeah. I was telling my daughter this morning because my daughter, I I made my daughter laugh so hard she was about to like, you know, she could just like, I can't breathe. And I was like, that's what Thomas le- leaves me. That's the that's the that's the condition Thomas <laughs> leaves in the parking lot in Coors yeah. Field after we leave. You know? Yeah. By the way, any Jim Tracy impersonation so far at the winter meetings? It's funny. I, I ran into John, John Parado, longtime yes. uh, beat writer with the Pittsburgh Pirates. And yes, we got it. Yes. Game. Let's have a little you bit. Know, Give us a taste. I mean, well, a- actually. Did you guys look uh, out of the window at the marine layer? Yes, that 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 was exactly. It. You see that marine layer? <laughs> it's so beautiful. Oh, good. Thomas, I'm glad you're having a good time. I I, I really am glad you're having a good time. I, I, You've only been there for a day. I'm a, I'm a, I'm doing the best I can. Hey, I got up this morning, needed to get fired up for the winter meetings, put on some Barry Manilow, and I was ready oh, to get that. Yeah, this thing is we, completely lost us. It's completely gone. This whole this whole show's off the rails. We're gone. You write the song. That make the it's about time thing. it went off the you, rails, man. You We're always the too on the rails. Of trade and free agency. <laughs> Look, Deion Sanders, it's all falling apart. Jim Tracy impersonations. Very mad. Yeah, I mean, I mean, hey, this is what Very it's about. Mental, this yeah. is when we bring Thomas Harding on the show. This is what we expect. What we get. We're you're getting right, it. You're right. You're right. We, listen, asked, we asked for it. Both hey, Thomas, you, your homework assignment. You've got to go to YouTube as soon as we get off here and play Must Be the Money. Do you remember that, Mark Cardoso? Do you no, remember I do the not. song? I, I and do the, vi- the song and the video, you've got. You, that, that's it. That, I'll tell you what I remember. I'll tell you what I remember. And we got to get Dan Evans on to talk about this sometime. I remember Deion Sanders coming up to the plate in Chicago and drawing a dollar sign in the dirt in the batter's box with his bat. Did you throw, it, did you throw out <laughs> his head? Just telling him he was going to beat the crap out of him if he did it again. That that's I remember. hilarious. And okay, Dan can you, give us more detail. Like I say, You've got to see must be the money, and okay. then it'll it'll all it'll all crystallize. Okay. Hey, um, one of the reasons. Let's get back to baseball. One of the reasons you wanted to, to trade Crone, I assume, was to open up space for somebody like Michael Toglia. It looks crowded right now with Bouchard and, and some of these other guys. I mean, is Cogley going to break camp with this team, or is this going to be another? He starts in Triple A. Uh, how's this going to look? Because that looks like a guy that you'd want in your lineup on a regular basis. Well, well first of all. If you if, let's say you trade CJ Trump, well, one of the things that helps that they brought in Nolan Jones from yep. the um, Cleveland yep. Guardians. Yep. Nolan Jones, good bat. He's played some first. You can only go so long lot. without having a Nolan on the major league. That's roster, correct. Right? Correct. That's right. Yeah, he, he, he's he's played some first base, not a lot of it. He's really a third baseman that isn't available. Um, they believe he could be a good defensive uh, first baseman. So between. Um, t- between Jones, it's hard. Tolia, it's hard to get a lot Elena. of defensive, a good defensive first baseman's in the league. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but Tolia, one of the best Too first basemen you're going to see come up. First baseman. But, but uh, yeah. But also, Alaris Montero, who at times nope. hit the ball pretty well for them. Mm-hmm. But um, if you trade, if you trade a CJ Crone, you're turning over to three really young players there. But and yep. that could be. A- a good thing. It, it could, could be, be a bad thing, but it could be a good well, thing. Well, how much of this team we've talked to other other people on this uh on this on this show before um about the Rockies and how much of the Rockies is let's see how the children do and then we'll really start deciding what to add, you know, to complement that, you know, yep. at that point moving forward. I, I actually think what it is, this is they're taking that that Buster Douglas puncher's chance, meaning let's see what happens should um Brian and and prone for a full year if he's still here and mm. McMahon and all those guys right. let's see Brit, Randall Gritchick who 
really could um, if if he takes advantage of course field. Let's see what they do. They have time to do it because we're going to wait on the children. They're not going to rush their children. Well, some of them. I mean, Tobar's getting rushed, right? Tobar's going to be the opening day shortstop. Uh, yeah, but I don't think he's being rushed. I think he's okay. earned that. You know, um, he, he he has earned that. And the, uh, obviously the question will be what happens if he comes out and goes two for 28 in the beginning of yep. the season. But he strikes me as that type of personality, that type of talent physically, that he could go through a rough patch there. So Jose Iglesias is gone, right? him. Yeah. Jose is gone, yeah. right? Yeah, virtually. he's free agent. Yeah. No, no, but I mean, as yeah. in, like, they're not even going to really no, try to bring no. him back because there's no way that he's, no. he's going to want to come back the, and play. The a plan is Ezekiel. Yeah, exactly. The plan is Ezekiel Tovar. I mean, you would love to have Jose, uh, Jose I'm sorry, Iglesias come back and be kind of your bench player. Your, yeah. uh, but after but, his year, like, why would he? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, why would yeah. He? he's not. He's not interested in that in, in, at this point of his career. That makes and it makes perfect sense because you have to, yeah. you have if Tobar struggles, you have Alan Trejo. You know you, right. you can move McMahon over to second base. And, you know I know we don't want to put Rogers at shortstop, but there's there's things they can do. They want to do that, so I think they have some flexibility there. But I'm with Manny. I think they, it's let the kids play and let's see what they got, and then we'll try to Thomas. fill holes. But one of those oh, guys, I, I, think, I was going to say one I'm of sorry. those situations though, is this mean Charlie Blackman's the DH full time finally? Yeah, something question. we've all been asking for for five years. Will he accept it? Yeah, um, I think he would accept it. I think that though they like to, I, I, here's what I think. I think that Charlie Blackman in most road games is going to DH. I think that because of the wear and tear of people at Coors Field, let's say a Randall Gritchick is out there in right field. I think sometimes maybe Randall Gritchick comes in and DHs or takes a day off and Charlie Blackman goes and plays right field Coors because when I look at this, when I, when I look at the outfielders, and I try not to bring in any old thoughts. Charlie Blackman plays an okay right field at Coors Field. It's a tough place to play. And probably, at, at times, he was better than Randall Gritchie because he knew the park better. So I think that, that there will be times at home that Charlie Blackman will start in right field, but probably on the road, he will be mostly a designated. You know, one thing we learned last year, the first full year of having a DH, is the National League teams don't know how to do it. They don't know how to do DH. They don't have a DH. They all rotate. I mean, who was the DH for the All-Star game last year? The National League. The Wilson, backup catcher for William the Contre- William, yeah, good question. <laughs> yeah, William Contreras. Braves backup catcher was the DH for the National and, League. And, and, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's you know, a good a lot point. Of that's part of its, part of its the, personnel, I think. Yeah. Um, well, and a, that's, a lot of American League teams in recent years went to, instead of the, the aging slugger, they went to a young guy that they were getting on the field, and they rotated DH that way also. So I actually think that the National League teams copied the recent trends out of the American League. Thomas, tell us, please, about your discussion with Dan O'Dowd today. Um, you met the man. You saw you saw how he was doing. You you guys reminisced a little bit. You made bit. him cry. You kind of made him <laughs> yeah. almost cry, maybe cry, maybe some tears actually fell. Right. Um, well, I, tell I'll, us, tell I'll us about because I want I want our, our, our listeners to get a, a a little window into the into the uh, the psyche or the mind of somebody who survived. Well, maybe I should survive is probably the wrong word, but who was, whose psyche was probably ravaged yeah. by yeah. having to be a GM at altitude and in this ballpark at Coors yep. Field. Yeah. I think it was great. It was great catching up with him. I won't, I won't repeat everything. I'm not, not saying it was foul or anything, but I'll say this, Dan O'Dowd, um, he's doing the MLB network. It's a great thing. He's living in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, just having a good time. 
his entire, if, have you seen the ads for Win Reality, the virtual reality service a lot of players use? Well, his son, Chris, who played in the Rockies in several systems, he's the CEO. Dan is involved in the business, but he lets Chris handle it. I asked him about being a general manager. I go, are you jealous of the other general managers that are here? Do you want to kind of get a job? And he said, you know what? That <laughs> Any kind of jealousy I would have had, that got humbled out of me when I was in Colorado. By Colorado. Yeah, I mean, so he, yeah, so he left. And I think after that, he's never looked back at GM jobs, and he's doing quite well. Yeah, he's really good on TV. He does a great job on TV. In fact, um, one of my concerns when he took the job was he seemed to like that too much. He seemed to like being in front of the camera more than most GMs. Bill Schmidt's the opposite, right? Bill Schmidt's very reluctant to get in front of the camera. Dan loved it, and he's kind of it's kind of a, he's kind of a natural. Yeah, well, actually, before he took the Rockies job, you know, uh, he was the the Cleveland Indians assistant GM, mm-hmm. farm director, then assistant GM. There was one year though that he actually resigned and was out of the business for a year. And he told me, I remember back in 2000, my first year in the beat, he told me that he had gotten an offer from ESPN to be on the other side of it, but decided, no, I want to see how far I could go with this. He's really good on the air with MLB. No, and Jeff, that, and those Cleveland up. teams, by the way, those Cleveland teams were the ones that were, were awesome. the World Series every other year. They were awesome. No, Jeff, Brady yeah. sightings down there? He's not looking for a job? I, I, I've not seen – I did see a guy – that looked a little like him, and I did a double take, but it was not Jeff Breidich. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about you the pitching gone staff up to a little him bit. And be like, oh, hey, Jeff, how you doing, man? See what <laughs> I would can happen. See that. I can see that. Let's talk about the pitching staff a little bit. We, we mentioned we lost to Steves to free agency. That was very expected. I think it's kind of cool that Kyle Freeland's going to pitch for Team USA uh, in the World Baseball Classic. That's kind of a, a feather a, in the that, cap that's, of the organization. That's a very Kyle Freeland thing. And I yeah, think it, it really is. It really is. going to be really into it. I think so, yeah, too. And, yeah, and I, I was talking with George Grand, if you remember him, the um, sure. one of the early Sports Center guys. Yep. I think he was a play-by-play yep. guy of the Yankees and the Reds, and he's with USA Baseball. And you know, he was mentioning guys who are coming. What what he what he liked about Freeland. Now that roster is a preliminary roster, and sometimes teams get in the way of that. Was right. that if you look at some of the lineups that they're facing, let's say they need a left-handed starter. Kyle Freeland fits in with it. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens with that. But he would like to be able to do it, and they would work it into the uh, spring training schedule to where it's part of his it's yep. it, it's it's part of his preparation for the season. Have you met Have you met with uh, just just because we saw him on the network the other day? Have you met with Bam Bam Mullins yet? And uh, have you have you gotten a chance to kind of see? Um, I know he's going to be um, working with uh, Team Netherlands for the World Baseball Classic, but have mm-hmm. you been able to kind of kind of uh, gauge uh, where he is with uh, getting kind of acclimated with the Colorado organization. Okay. I did talk to him on the phone the day after he was named and ended up doing a story with that. He will be here tomorrow. I think doing some world baseball classic duties. So I will meet him personally. Then I know that I get a lot of very good references from people in this business and not just on the baseball side, just people who have uh, done business with him and gotten to know him. And so, so that's a good thing. I think that uh, the thing that impressed me most with him was one of the things he does within his coaching style is pair similar players. Like, for example, I'll I'll give you a great example of it. Remember last year when Connor Joe was very good at the beginning of the season, hitting at the top of the order. What happened was Joe is a very smart and observant fellow. He looked and he saw Jose Iglesias. 
He's like, that guy hits a lot like me. Let me pick his brain here. Mm. And they actually worked together and traded information. But what um, Bam Bam Mullins does is he finds players who are similar and lets them work in groups or even one-on-one with each other just to get player-to-player feedback. And that's, I think, one of the things he's going to bring to the Rockies. And I, and I thought that was a good idea. That's interesting. They say the best way to learn something is to teach it. So maybe that that's a new approach that might help. Yeah, I, I like that. I mean, if you look, you see that a lot of times with pitchers where they just, because it's a smaller group, especially starting pitchers, yep. they actually gravitate to each other. Oh, they yeah. play catch and do things like that. So it's a, the way Bam Bam Mullins likes to do it, it's a little bit more formalized where, okay, if you guys have um, similar approaches here, let's get you together and talk and and it's another voice that it's coming to. Bud talked on the network today. Anything uh, new, breaking news we should know about from what he said today, or was he just normally his typical normal self? Uh, typical normal self, but the thing that I said early on in this is that there's going to have to be a lot of bounce back for this team to be as um, guys are going to have to. And his point is, if you play to your capabilities, you've got a chance, or as Jim Tracy once said in Jim Tracy's voice, I remember him saying about a player, he's like, he, he, he said, whenever I'm thinking about these things, I go back to the words of my, yes. my mentor I respect so much. You yes. would know him by the Felipe Alou. And every time he would look at me and then speak in that baritone voice, he'd say, Trace, if you've seen it once, you'd know it's in there. And I hang by those words throughout <laughs> the rest of my managerial career. If you see something once, then you know it's there, Manny Randall. Well, that's, we got to get that... we got to get Jim on the show to do a do a Thomas Harding impression. Oh yes, that that's would right, be fantastic. Yes. No, awesome. I mean, I mean, and and Felipe Alou knows of, of, of from what he's what he's talking about. I mean, he's he's the guy who discovered Andres Galarraga. I mean, he's kind of <laughs> discovered a lot of people. We all, I mean, the story buying Galarraga was the the quote unquote from his one of his assistants. The fat guy who doesn't fit in the uniform will hit nine home runs in batting practice. <laughs> so that's that's all I know is what he what the assistant said during spring training in 1980 must have been or 1978 or something you like that. You weren't even born yet. What are you talking about? So what? That's hey, right. none of this, none of this. You weren't born, so you can't talk about it. Stuff. That's, that's Mike. That's Mike. That's Mike. That's uh. That's Mike Russo stuff, man. We don't do that here. <laughs> hey, Thomas. Um. Obviously, the roster is a long ways from being finalized. There's still going to be moves made like that. But is anybody who's already in the system, we know is going to be a Rocky, Rocky's property, who you think might shock us and make the roster to start the season? Pitcher or position player? Pitcher or position player. I think that because it's such a precarious position, anyhow, what happens if the catcher, Willie McIver, who, did, who they did not put on the roster, what happens if he has a big spring and there's an injury? I think... That's a guy I could look at. The other guy that um, that that isn't in the major leagues right now, but what happens if? And it's been a long time. Peter Lamb. Uh, yeah, they think he's that. going to be happy. I mean, healthy for spring training. Ryan Rollison also, but Ryan Rollison may be a bit later. But Peter right. Lamb. I mean, it, if if all that has gone on with him, and to me, it's still iffy because he didn't pitch much in the Arizona Fall mm-hmm. League. They shut him down. But, but if he is able to come back healthy, he's got a chance. Yeah, that would be a godsend for them at this point. Need, need another arm in the rotation like that. If they got something out of Peter Lambert, that would be huge. Yeah, and and I think that the um, smarter thing would be to limit his innings and maybe not 
have him break with the club. But if he has to, that's fine. But I, I don't see him throwing more than 170, 180 innings, as Bud Black said today. That makes a lot of sense. But for him to pitch well for this team at the major league level, that would be big for them. What's going to happen the rest of the week while you're there? What are you going to be doing? Um, let's see. I guess there are various um, duties with the World Baseball Classic. But basically, I'm going to be following Bill Schmidt around, probably hiding behind potted plants, jumping up. Hey, Billy, have you made any moves? Hey, Billy, have you met with Scott Boris? Hey, Billy. He's going to say, stalker. He'll call me a stalker. And we'll go on with it. <laughs> Somehow, I think there'll be a little soccer you're watching. He's going to say, you're lurking. You're lurking. Lurking, yes. Lurking. Definitely but, lurking. Well, make sure you get out to the beach. You got to do a little surfing. It's it's a good time of year to go out and surf I'm in San Diego. Have you ever been to a winter meeting? No, I'm not. You have to, you have to force yourself. Now, San Diego's a little bit better, and I'm actually staying at a hotel near here, so I'm able to walk over. So at least I see the sun. A couple times in Nashville and Las Vegas, I forced myself because it's a big area. You're always talking to people. I'm like, you know what? I'm just, I just walked outside like a turtle and sat on a sat on a ledge and just sunned myself because it is very easy to be stuck in a hotel lobby and ballroom for three days. Yeah, uh, have you have you have you, have you, have you run in, have you run into Clint Hurdle yet? I did oh, not. I missed him. I, I missed him earlier uh, yesterday. In fact, when he came through, I think uh, my friend John Parado from Pittsburgh saw him. So they had a bit of a reunion, and they spoke in Clint Hurdle language. And John and I talked Clint about Hurdle, that. Hurdleese. Yeah, in Hurdleese, because you know he's there's so much inspiration from his words that he. You got a shower well, hardball. Yeah. And, yep. and and the, the funny thing is, after a conversation, you end up speaking like him and saying things like that. And other people in your life are like, I didn't know I was talking to Clint Hurdle. You know? <laughs> I did a, I did an all-star game magazine thing on the, on the DH designated for assignment. But there was also <laughs> but the, that's what they call it. But there was also a um, there was also a, a story about the gr- pitcher's greatest hits, you know, because we're never going to see pitchers yep. hit again other than other than Otani or whatever. And he's talking about the guy that gave up the Rick Camp home run in that just absolutely bonkers game on the 4th of July in Atlanta that one time when 18 innings. The O2, you know, he said, we found that guy. We found that pitcher on the plane for the next two weeks. We said, every time we saw him, we said, the O2, do you know who? Bam, it's a long drive. Classic. All right. Absolutely. Hey, Thomas, we're going to let you run. We know you're busy. We appreciate you taking some time out. I know you're looking around like you got somebody to go stalk or lurk around. But- I, may, I, I may stalk a bit, but I actually have to go and, as I say, write some poetry. That's right. I have to finish my poetry for poetry. the MLB.com. All right. Sounds Thank good, you, man. Thomas. Talk to Always you tremendous right, having you on. Appreciate it. Take, take care. There he goes. The right. one and only, and there is nobody else like him. The nobody one and only Thomas like Harding. We're lucky to get have him be a regular contributor here on the show, and uh, we Who appreciate wants it. to be like me? I mean, really? <laughs> oh yeah, we all do. We all do. Hey man, take care. Thank hey you. man, you got a closer for this week? Oh yeah, I don't. I, there's no way it's going to be as good as the podcast itself, but I'll give it my I'll give it my best. This is like <laughs> closing out. This is like closing out one of Mark Knutson's starts. Yeah, we you know, we no lost way you this can, one today. There's no way. There's no way that you can uh, follow this up with a with an this, adequate. Yeah, this one went off the rails, but we'll try to do better next time. Stay with us. Park Adjusted Rockies podcast is back right after this. For the best selection of autographs and memorabilia from your favorite sports stars, past and present, look no further than DenverAutographs.com. Find what you're after on the web or at either of their two Metro Denver locations, Colorado Mills Mall and Flatirons Mall, Broncos, Rockies, Avs, Nuggets, and much more. 
It's all at denverautographs.com. The place to catch all the big game action is at Stoney's Bar and Grill, now with four great locations, including Winter Park and the original at 11th and Lincoln. Great food, great service, and unrivaled game day atmosphere. There's no better place to watch your favorite teams in action. To find out more, check out stoneysbarandgrill.com. This edition of The Closer is dedicated to Annoying Mark Knutson with more Deion Sanders talk. Look, we joke about it, but what if Sanders went out and played a little center field at Coors after guiding CU to a national championship or whatever? First of all, let's make it clear that Mark did quote-unquote own Sanders, as he tweeted out in response to one of my tweets about Dion. Though it's a small sample size, one for four with a single. Now, how did Prime do when playing in Colorado during his MLB career? Glad you asked. He hit 378, 14 for 37. And, you know, he doesn't look like he's in all that bad of shape. Here's the real question. Could Deion Sanders hit 240 and steal 10 bases in 162 games for the 2023 Colorado Rockies? Because that's what the Rockies got from their center fielders in 2022. I'm just saying. Okay, okay. This is all tongue-in-cheek. But at least we perturbed Mark Knudsen. So it was well worth it. We'll just call it a narrow escape for Manny this week, which brings us to the end of an off-the-wall episode of the Park Adjusted Rockies podcast. Our thanks to Thomas Harding of MLB.com for his hot stove updates from the winter meetings. Hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.